0: listening to this podcast you're missing out on some wonderful dancing from marcus and myself this is a simulcast video audio presentation of Dirty war here on the north south connection podcast network wrestling above replacements and we are here getting down to test theme jeff Jarrett's theme and every dirty pay-per-view in history <clears throat> because we're watching them all marcus how you doing
1: uh i'm good all five hours yeah. <laughs> shows this season man uh, but we I'm should have the exact
0: time spent in the season. I mean, it's going to be oh ridiculous. Oh my gosh! Yeah, a lot of shows that are very long, very annoying. But we're almost done. We got two more to go tonight, and then one big dog left uh, to take down next episode.
1: Are we doing a Guinness Books of uh, World Records thing? I feel like <laughs> at the end of this project, we're going to be eligible for something.
0: Yeah, yeah, we may be. Although I think Aaron might have beat us there since he oh, also shoot. did it. Post- well, we
1: have. Do we have another year or no?
0: Yeah, well, yeah, we'll see. We we'll get through. We'll we didn't. Um, <laughs> all right. So, uh, all that said, what we do on this pro- uh, pro- project cast okay. um, is going through every day of pay per view in history. We do it in a seasonal format. So, we start with the pay per view following Mania in a given season, which would be. Uh, And this season was great just for a Rumble. We finished with WrestleMania the following calendar year, WrestleMania 35. So we'll see. Uh, We're almost done, of course, with that. We do this uh, by watching every single pay-per-view, every single match. We grade every match. And then we also break down a whole bunch of other things on these shows based on different categories that Marks will tell us about in one second. What we do is that we look for everything that's average. Average match, average moment, a normal crowd pop. And anything that we think is above average, we give a plus one anything below average we give a minus one we can go up to three on both sides Three is kind of capped at like awesome awesome great great all time um and then we net that all out and that gives us a final war score and then we rank every pay-per-view ever by that score Uh, marcus what are the categories that we take a look at when we're doing this
1: yeah we start off with build commentary atmosphere notable moments and importance our match grades Card structure, rewatchability, and all time matches. And for a match to be an all timer in the plus category, it is something we both agree is 4.25 and above. And for it to be a minus, it is something we both agree is 0.75 and
0: below. Yes, sir. All right. So we cover two pay per views per episode. So tonight we're going to start things off with Elimination Chamber. 2019 on February 17th from the Toyota Center in Houston, Texas. Uh, we have our announced team is Michael Cole, Corey Graves, and Renee Young on Raw. Then we have Tom Phillips, Byron Saxton, and Corey Graves on SmackDown. Vic hey, Tom. Joseph, and Nigel McGinnis, and Aid in English on 205 Live. And Beth Phoenix also joins us for a match in there as well. Uh, we had one pre-show match, as our usual stalwart in the undercard on the pre-show is Booty Murphy, retaining his Cruiserweight title against Akira Tazawa. And then we get right into the show, Marcus, with an Elimination Chamber match. It is for the Dirty Women's Tag Team Titles, the inaugural Women's Tag Team Titles. So we decided to create these belts, and we put them up for grabs in a chamber, which I liked instead of the standard tournament, like it was something different. We took our best teams, to them in the match. Those teams are the Boston Hug Connection, Bailey and Sasha Banks, Carmella and Naomi, Mandy Rose and Sonya Deville, Nia Jackson Tamina, the Iconics Billy Kay and Peyton Royce, and the Riot Squad Liv Morgan and Sarah Logan. And the winners were the Boston Hug. Of course, Bailey and Sasha are our first women's tag team champions. Thirty-three minutes was this match. Uh, I like. That was a very strong opener. I went three and a half stars. Pretty much you know, what you would expect between them. Nothing crazy, but, uh, Bailey and Sasha really drove the match as you would hope and uh, end up being our first ever women's tag team champions.
1: Yeah. And, uh, on the other end of that battery was, uh, Mandy and Sonya and I thought they did great, uh, Uh as well. Uh, kind of bookending the match. So I went uh 3.25. So just a tick below, but, uh, still really good stuff.
0: This low key kind of starts Mandy's like
1: Mm
0: -hmm. Sonya, this gimmick is coming along. Like, you can see her starting to put it together here before she goes to NXT and really kicks things up.
1: Yeah, And then it becomes is... a
0: multimillionaire on OnlyFans.
1: <laughs> no bumps. Uh, next up, Brilliant we have for the SmackDown Tag Team titles, uh, it is the Usos regaining the titles from the best tag team in the world. It is The Miz. <laughs> Kendra Roy, Shane McMahon. I we went to 2.5. I am, like,
0: done with this. I was glad the USOs won the belts. Um, I was ready for this to be done. I'm like, oh, good. This ended a little bit quicker than I thought it was going to, uh, this angle. So we're done already, right? Uh, so I went two and three quarters. Again, as USOs. Um, I was just happy, again, that they ended the reign of, of the Royals. <laughs> so we're good. Uh, <laughs> all right. Icy title in the line is Finn Baller. Defeats Bobby Lashley and Leo Rush in a handicap match to retain his title. Um, I'm sorry, to win the title, Uh, Balby was champ coming in. So Finn uh, has done quite a run, Finn Balor is. We see this be a little bit of a trope as well during this era. This season, like, guy gets a little world title push, loses... Ends that title push and then gets right into the mid card picture like Nakamura did it with the U.S. title. Now Balor's doing it with the I.C. title had his little run, but he's been rehab nicely in the back end of the season overall. So that said, the match was uh, kind of disappointing. Two and a half stars for me.
1: Uh, two and a half. But I thought uh, on the flip side of that, I thought it was um like kind of reached its ceiling. Yeah, uh, for a handicap match at the same yeah. time. So um, either way, it's replacement level. Uh, next up, we have for the Raw Women's Championship. It is Ron Rousey defeating Ruby Riot. Uh, Not much meat on the bone on this one. I went with a 1.5.
0: All right. Uh, I also had, uh, I had that at a one. Yeah, it was essentially a squash. I mean, a minute 40, you know, it sucks for Ruby, but I think they really were in such a holding pattern with Ronda just to get to mania here, um, just to have her burn through. All the other women are in the chamber. So there's like not many left uh, options for this. So I guess you could have given her the show off if you were just going to do this, but it's fine. Whatever. You could have just done like a promo or something.
1: Yeah. That's what I would have done.
0: All right. Well, or you can take some of this next match this time, which is Barry Corbin defeating Braun Strowman in a no DQ match. It goes 11 minutes, uh, one and a half for me. Just, I'm so done with this fucking Corbin constable bullshit. Strowman is in the mud. I'm ready to move on.
1: Yeah. uh, 1.75 for me, because I am a Corbin apologist, but like we're moving backwards. Like, We've already been here. We've done this. um, And now we're just moving backwards. Um, So, yeah, not not interested in this. Uh, But that very quickly brings us to our main event, JT. And that is for the WWE Championship or the Planet Championship, as it is Daniel Bryan defending the Hemp Belt against Kofi Johnson Kingston, Kofi Kingston, AJ Styles, Jeff Harvey, Randy Orton, and Samoa Joe um i went with a 4.5 for this match this match rocked and uh, it got plenty of time mm-hmm. 3640 the official match time uh this one was absolutely fantastic and uh, i'd recommend anybody to go ahead and check it out again because this was super dope
0: it's an awesome match it's an all-time chamber for me um i thought it was great four and a half as well Brian is champion driving the match. It's fantastic. I love that Samoa Joe still in the title picture. Uh, you know, we weren't crazy about the AJ Styles feud, but he's a guy that belongs at that, at that level consistently. Um, good to see Orton and Hardy in there after their great feud. So I just like this mix of talent. They got on SmackDown really strong. And eh, I was to see hints about maybe an elevation for Mr. Kingston. So we'll talk about that as we go forward throughout the night. Uh, four and a half. So overall, that nets up to 1.25, though, for match grades, which is very, very low. So even with that classic all-timer just not a great in-ring night overall top to bottom uh the squash did not help baked in there but um the card really capped up all right let's get to our categories for build we give a point for the creation of the women's tag titles gave them hype and importance along with the chamber match Uh, a point for lashley winning the ic title during the build, uh, also a point for uh, Leo talking lashing into defending that title at this show. A point for Corbin trolling Strowman for months, took away his Rumble title match. You know we mentioned that last episode. A point for the Hyperdrive Kofi push into a star roll goes an hour in the Gauntlet to earn this shot. So that's starting to build some momentum that they were thinking about maybe Kofi in a new role. A point for Orton winning the Gauntlet for the last slot by going uh, winning that Gauntlet. I just mentioned about to get the last on the Chamber, and then a point for Brian. Debuting the hemp title officially here. I think I mentioned in the last episode that he had the brown title there. I forgot it was at this point. He he debuted it. He didn't have it the whole time, so.
1: Uh yeah. Um, for our Mises we have uh, your favorite storyline of all time, Miz and mm. Shane, the uh, best in the world nonsense still going on. Uh we're not out of the woods yet. Uh Vince suspending Becky and putting Charlotte in the WrestleMania match. Uh it really played off of uh all of like the PTSD that they've um, I uh, uh, deliver it to the fan base with like they're redoing the, the brian stuff yeah they're yeah. redoing
0: the brian stuff he's he's just so past due vince at this point it's like we don't want he like he doesn't need to be on screen getting beaten up and and making change matches and like i guess it kind of works we'll see in our next you know later tonight with with kofi a bit but i don't know it's just like becomes too much it's
1: just it's it's almost like trolling the audience of like, ah, you know that thing that like you really want to happen? Right. Like, oh, you know, you know, we could just not do it. And like, is, we're
0: gonna not do it. As much as the pandemic was terrible, um brutal wrestling time, uh the one thing it does is really does hard rinse WWE um through some real bad habits, you know. What I mean, and and this having Vince as a constant on screen presence here in 19 with these bloated pay-per-views and everything else, like There was some stuff that needed to change during this time period, and I guess that ends up being the catalyst.
1: Uh, We have one more in minus, and that is uh, no mention of the build for Ruby and Ronda. Uh, We are all focused towards uh, WrestleMania looking ahead for Ron Rousey.
0: Yep. All right, so that's a plus four for build. So a fine build show uh, really around the, the SmackDown men's chamber, the bulk of it. All right, for commentary, a point for Beth being the women's announcer for the women's tag chamber was great. A point, again, for Beth calling back to last year's women's chamber, how it was the four same women at the end. Uh, a point for the nice job telling Kofi's story throughout the match. A nice job uh, calling the men's chamber as a whole. The surprise eliminations were treated and sold as such, added strategy and depth to the match. This the exhaustion from the gauntlet kicking in. So I thought they did a real strong job on the SmackDown side carrying that main event.
1: Yeah, SmackDown commentary really has been awesome all season. They've been a, a highlight, and I um I don't know if it's shown through because of all the minuses we've had this season. Like uh Awkward Renee with her sound bites, uh return of uh soundbite Byron a bit, uh, but now it's Renee. Uh, she's saying graves all the time. Uh Cole with the yelling and over explaining. Of, um, like the handicap match. Oh, he can pin rush at any time and win the title, right? Uh, announcers are, are so aggravating, uh, about Becky hobbling to the ring. She isn't supposed to be here, she can't just walk through here. She have a ticket. How she get in? Um, and then, uh, another note here, and it was just like so, it just stuck out. Um, it was, uh, of course, we get the announcement that uh, Miz and Maurice are expecting, and uh, in only WWE verbiage, they keep referring to um the baby as unborn child <laughs> and it just sticks out all night until they go to the medical
0: facility for the unborn child <laughs> it's so weird God, it's so oh. weird that's one that's another thing that I feel like Triple H honestly this era doesn't get enough credit for with Vince the Vince purge is like the return of normalcy and, and talking <laughs> and like words <laughs> Like, yes. like that, that's helped a lot um <laughs> Like
1: Miz gets upset and he has to say, my unborn child. (laughs)
0: All right. So net out zero for commentary. So that's a plus usually Uh, for this era atmosphere, a big pop for uh, Sasha and Bailey coming out and then a big pop for their win and post-match celebration, Uh, a point for the red hot crowd for Becky, a point for Kofi chance and being just super over already at the beginning of this push, a point for the great AJ Styles entrance of the main event, a point for the crowd being all in on that SmackDown chamber, popping for all the right spots, a point for Kofi getting a standing ovation after the match and a point for the chamber being presented as a danger and not just like a giant toy.
1: Mhm. Yeah. Uh, for our minuses, we've got uh, the crowd not caring about Maurice's announcement of her unborn child. We got silence for Corbin uh, as per usual. We got the crowd is uh, super quiet and pissed off when Kofi loses, uh, not knowing that uh, you know this wasn't the end of the story for him. Yeah. We got Bailey, Bailey and Sasha really having to work for their prolonged post-match ovation, like they have those pregnant pauses. Um, really trying to, you know, guide the crowd to react, uh, and a little bit of boo starting to creep in before they get drowned out by cheers, um, during that post-match promo. So, uh, so what plus does that matter for us?
0: Yeah. Plus four for commentary. I mean, for atmosphere that, uh, the Kofi, Brian was a nice callback too to like another one we covered in a very early season here on war, uh, the 12, 2012 elimination chamber, with Santino and Dan and Ryan. Uh Brian was the heel champion at that one too. And, and he gives Santino this awesome finishing stretch out of nowhere where you think he may win. Um, but this is the opposite, right? But it felt similar to your to the point you just made, where it's like, all right, that was like a, a cool for Santino. He had his chance. We got into it and he lost. And it kind of feels like is that going to be it for Kofi too? Like is he just going to kind of have his moment and uh move on, right? So I kinda like that, you know, we, we go a different path with it. So um all right no no moments uh, first ever women's tag chamber point for that point for sasha and bailey being the first women's tag champions a point for Ms. and Reese announcing their unborn child a uh, big of an announcement for the two of them kind of the first couple of WWE. a point for the usos winning the smackdown tag titles to join the historic ranks a point for balor winning the IC title. a point for lashley turning on rush and ending their partnership A point for the official tease for WrestleMania three-way with the women's title with the stare down and Becky attacking Charlotte and Ronda with the crutch. We didn't talk about that during the matches, but it was a great moment. She really beat the shit out of both of them. Um, So that was cool. And that really hyper drives the mania push. And then a point for New Day coming out to congratulate Kofi and the standing ovation for him.
1: That was awesome. Uh, For our misers, we got uh, poor Ruby being squashed. Uh, Ron looks great, but it's a tough spot to put somebody in. Uh, we got Lashley and McIntyre being presented as the Stooge Heavies for Corbin. Uh, once again, we're going backwards with the booking here for both Lashley and McIntyre.
0: So plus six, though, for moments. So notable show. 1.25 for in-ring. Here's card structure. We started uh, big with a chamber match. A point for having a tight card. Limited mm-hmm. at a of 2018. Six matches. Awesome. A point for the loaded main of chamber. Dream match type stuff. A point for making Brian go end to end was perfect for the story and the match quality. A point for Kofi getting to the finals and losing in a close war. So a uh, pretty good card structure on the positive side.
1: All right. Uh, for our minus, we got the uh, SmackDown tag team title match uh, taking way too long for what it needed to be. Uh, we got the ice cold promo before the Intercontinental title match with uh, Leo Rush and my man, Bobby Lashley. Dead. <laughs> oh so bad uh charlotte promo on, uh promo is really like raw fodder not for the uh the pay-per-view kind of trying her best to blow things out there uh long heel corbin stable beat down uh, right after the becky assault it's like a really long time without like actual wrestling on the pay-per-view
0: mm-hmm. and then
1: uh killing the crowd before uh that segment kills the crowd before yeah. the main event
0: yeah again we don't need another corbin bullshit so plus one for card structure uh, rewatchability We give a point for Sasha and Bailey's post match interview, which is a cool moment. A point for Becky destroying Charlotte and Ronda with the crutches again, just a, a classic moment. It was really fun to watch. A point for Hardy hitting a swanton off the pod to AJ's back while he was laying on the top rope it was nasty. And then a point for Orton's RKO on Styles countering the phenomenal forearm.
1: Uh, for our minuses, uh, poor iconics hate to do it to him, but uh, the constant mm-hmm. chirping all match just didn't really fit in. Uh, Come on! Cutting. Ah, ah. <laughs> Oi, mate. Uh, Shane Gassick threw his offense against the, the GOAT team of the Usos. Oh uh, my god. <laughs> Again
0: with the awful punches and the submission and the the beat red face. Like just oh my god was
1: he's got the triangle in the triangle. Oh, Oh man. Oh Shane and Miz uh pay those nonsense. Uh still going after a two-month run, uh looking for <laughs> innovation. <laughs> that never really comes either. Constantly.
0: They'll not... they'll looking around. It was one of those like after the match, looking around and no one gives a shit. Like, go away. <laughs> um the, the pregnancy pop was bigger. <laughs> bigger than the anything to do with Shane. But the unborn child. The unborn Maurice's unborn child was much more entertaining than Shane. Um all right. Uh all-time matches. We had one. It's that chamber. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that gives us a total war score of 18.25, uh, which, you know, solid ish, I guess, right? Not bad, actually. Um, That slots it in at 44th all time. So, you know, we have 105 half? shows. So, top half. It's just above Brooklyn 4 Takeover, which I don't know if you would have guessed that. Just below SummerSlam 18, below Survivor Series 11, above Super Showdown 18, and the first Takeover. Um, so you know, yeah, it's, I mean, pretty good show. I, I think limiting the bullshit helped for sure. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, there you go.
1: Nice, uh, brisk three and a half hour sprint compared to what we've been having.
0: Yep. All right, let's move on to our final show of the night, and that is Fastlane 2019, mm. March 10th, from the Quicken Loans Arena in Cleveland, Ohio. Michael Cole Ew. Renee Young Corey Graves Ross uh, Smackdown side of Tom Phillips Byron Saxton and Corey Graves and then Beth as usual pops in for the women's tag match uh, we had one pre-show match that was the New Day defeating Nakamura and Rusev uh, at thirteen twenty to retain I'm sorry no that is non-title just a match Ooh, just a match okay. and then we get to our Smackdown tag title uh-huh, match to of open course. The show <laughs> open the show with the Usos Yet again, facing Shane, Kendall, Roy, McMahon, and The Miz. Uh, So sweaty. The Usos do retain another 14 minutes. It's like they they go, we need 14, no matter what. We need 14. (laughs) Every match of theirs is 14 minutes. Oh, man. But this finally at least turns the tide on this whole thing, is the partnership dissolves. So we're not quite done yet. Um, Oh. But but we do get the end of the... uh, the team is Shane McMahon, surprisingly turns heel on Miz. I think they alley-ooped and okie-doked this. You'd think, you'd figure Miz would be the one to turn on Shane, but Shane ends up turning on Miz, so.
1: Yeah, the uh, the best in the world moniker getting Shane's head a little bit. Um, I went uh, 2.75 on this match. Uh, and you went 2.5, right?
0: 2.5, and, yeah, and that's, uh, I'd say that's generous. <laughs> All Usos.
1: All right, well, uh, our next match on uh, Fastlane, it is uh, Asuka successfully defending the SmackDown Women's Championship against Mandy Rose. Um, Looking to capitalize off of uh, the momentum from Elimination Chamber. Uh, I went two and a half with this match. So, uh, you know, it's definitely been worse, but uh, I think the ceiling is a little bit higher for the women this season from what we've seen.
0: Two and a quarter from me. Yeah, it was, it was fine. I mean, again, Mandy's getting her way into the mix now, you know, she's kind of been forgotten through most of 18, but trying to figure her way out um, into this uh, picture. So pretty good little match for Asuka to build momentum for mania. Uh, all right. We have uh, a handicap match next. This is really part of a larger story as the bar defeat Kofi Kingston, two stars for me. This is Vince toying with Kofi. Um, you know. All through the build to the show is that he was going to get the title shot at Bryan. Vince pulls him out. Says, oh, you'll get a moment. You'll get a chance. Earlier in the show, um, he calls New Day Kofi to his office. He's going to give him a big match. They send him out to the ring, and they think that he's going to fight Daniel Bryan, and it ends up the bar comes out and beats the shit out of him. So they're really building the momentum in the story here that Kofi's being held down uh, by Vince, but the crowd wants him. So the match itself was fine. It's no Strikeforce Brain Busters. <laughs>
1: uh, yeah, we both went two on it. Um, as a positive, it did feel like a, um, like a storyline or something from like WWF no mercy on the N64 or something with like the, the swervey there. So like that, um, next up, we have a, uh, a triple threat, uh, tag match for the raw tag team titles as, uh, the revival defends against, uh, Chad Gable and Bobby Rue and ricochet and, uh, al black uh one of my favorites from nxt uh i went 3.25 uh these guys uh, really brought the goods um kind of non-stop action uh delivered the like the formula like they 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 handled it perfectly um so yeah 3.25 thought this was pretty good
0: yeah i liked it too three and a quarter for me I, I mean i wish they had more time 10 minutes like i like all these teams that can all go i mean you have revival and black and ricochet like on your tag roster it's mind-blowing that this my war my sense of time is so warped during this era like i just this is not an era that's like intuitive to me and i have no like scope of where guys were when so like it's crazy to me to think like revival were tag champs on raw in 2019 like it doesn't feel that recent even though it's four and a half years ago now like it still seems i think because again not to keep bringing up the pandemic but i think it shrunk that stretch of time in your in our minds but it's like um it's crazy that those guys were on prominent pay-per-views as champions winning. Matches. Yeah,
1: was, it was weird to me that they were here. I was like, oh my gosh, like, what are these guys doing here?
0: Weird. Um, all right, so three and a quarter there. We have a U.S. title four-way next. Samoa Joe is our new U.S. champion. Defeats Andrade, R-Truth, and Rey Mysterio. Another great match on paper. Um, three and a half stars for me. It delivered. And I like – this feels like a little bit refreshing. And we see this a lot of seasons uh, as you get toward Mania, even though it intuitively feels like it should be kind of the end of that season. It feels like a lot of times as we head to Mania, they mix things up. It really feels like they're trying to freshen up the roster a bit um, in early 19 with bringing up a bunch of these faces.
1: Yeah, a curious time, too, to do it like right before WrestleMania. Uh, I feel like usually they they wait, but uh, they're not wasting any time. So uh, I won 3.75. I absolutely love this match. I love the mixed talent. I love Truth being in here. Um, awesome stuff. And, and Joe, it's cool to see him get the U.S. title uh, because he's been really awesome all season. Uh, we have a uh, women's tag team title match as Sasha Banks and Bailey, the Boston Hug connection as far as I'm concerned, uh, defeat Tamina and Nia Jax. I went with a three. Um,
0: match might have outkicked its coverage just a little bit. I yeah, three and a quarter. I mean, Tamina... Like whatever, (laughs) no offense, but uh, at the bottom of the barrel, probably for workers in the women's division. So her and I is not the team that light you on fire too much, but you know, Bailey and Sasha know the gig. They know how to work these sets of matches and structure them. So it's perfect use of these teams. Um, All right. We have a dirty title match next as Kevin Owens is back on the scene challenging Daniel Bryan. Uh, That was the build coming in, right? He takes Kofi's title shot pretty much. She's a face, but Vince, he's like, I'm not going to turn down the shot. Vince puts him in the match. And then Vince pulls another troll job and says, oh, we're going to add someone to this match, right? So you think it's going to be Kofi, and he brings out Mustafa Ali instead. Um, it was a, again, it's cool to see him in the world title match, but people just were not happy. Poor guy. Uh, his big world title match on pay-per-view, and and he's put in an unwinnable position. The match, though, I thought was really, really good. I went three and a, uh, three quarters. I did not remember this match at all, and I really, really dug it.
1: Yeah, and this is kind of like a make good getting Ali back in there because he was supposed to be in the chamber, but he gets knocked out. I believe he has a concussion like a week or two before, and that's how we get started with Kofi Mania. Um, so uh, I went with a, uh, what I go with? Uh, 3.25 on his triple threat match. Uh, next up, we have Becky Lynch taking on Charlotte Flair. A little bit of a preview of what's to come uh, next month, I went with a three for this match. Uh, of course, they're working the whole match around Becky's injury as well. So a little yeah. bit of a different match than uh, they'd normally deliver.
0: Yeah, I went three as well. And and to your point, um, it's almost not fair in a way because it was, you know, it's kind of got that Sean Triple H, Bad Blood uh, or of Tuesday 04 vibe. Um, where it's like, you know, the whole story's worked about a real, like a legit injury. So, um, they really structured a certain way that doesn't allow it to level up, but they still do a really good job with it. So three stars. And then on our main event, uh, we have the shield reuniting for their final appearance. And that is Dean Ambrose, Seth Rollins, and Roman Reigns taking on Constable Corbin and his crew of Bobby Lashley and Drew McIntyre. Three and a quarter for me. We'll talk about this quite a bit in our comments. So.
1: Yep, uh, three and a quarter for me as well.
0: Ooh, wow. All right, so that nets out to a pretty solid 4.75 in-ring. Let's get to our categories, Marcus. For build, we gave <laughs> – there's a lot going on. This is a well-built show for a throwaway before Mania. Uh, we give a point for Roman Reigns coming back. He's in remission. The Shield reunites. selling the pay-per-view it's Ambrose's last appearance, so a point for that. Uh, a point for Mandy Rose defeating Asuka in a non title match to get that title shot. A point for Vince messing with Kofi. The New Day advocates for him. It's deserving a chance. A point for Black and Ricochet coming up from NXT as a team. They did really well in the Dusty Rose Classic, so they keep him as a unit, set him up as contenders. A point for Samoa Joe winning the U.S. title. A point for the great series between Andrade and Ray every week on SmackDown to set them up for that U.S. Mm-hmm. title match. A point for Owens coming back from injury, steps up to Brian, trashing the dirty title. Uh, and then gets inserted in Kofi's spot by Vince, and then a point for Becky doing the great job selling the need to add further question and sympathy. So again, a very well-built show. A lot's going on for it.
1: Yeah, lots of focus heading into WrestleMania. Um, for our minds, is we got the Ambrose heel turn abruptly dropped. Uh, Miz and <laughs> Shane, uh, your favorite storyline still going on uh, as part of the tag team title mix. Convoluted path to a three-way with suspension and McMahon's being involved and in random matches being set up. Uh, there had to be an easier way to get to it uh and then ambrose's business uh being aired out while they they don't bury him on the way out they do air out the contract business and um you know that's a little weird
0: all right so um plus four but yeah it was it was very weird um that they did that. It's very unique. I mean, they basically use it as a story, right? Will he sign? Is he not going to sign? It looks like he's done. In a way, it was respectful because, again, they don't bury him. They give him moments. They make everything about him and celebrate him, uh, which is cool. But it's also weird that they get into the, the details piece of it. So, uh, All right. Commentary. A point for... And that's a, a four overall for build. Commentary. Graves tells Byron he's not allowed within 50 yards of Mandy. So a point for that. A point for Beth as being the women's match specialist. We talked about that previously. Uh, continues to add value in the booth and a point for being up up front. You know, we we talked about, it's kind of weird, but they were up front about Ambrose leaving his contract situation. It felt like a real sports situation. Like, Hey, this guy's about to be a free agent. This is the last event. Like, what are we going to do? So at least it it made it feel a little bit more realistic.
1: Yeah. Um, Either we've gone like blind to it or deaf to it, but uh, the only minus we have is, uh, (laughs) The point of commentary says, "Oh, Shane looks, uh, Shane looks sharp after two <laughs> sloppy hard tracks to start the match. Um, but that was our only minus. Um, it feels like there's just a lot of focus heading into this show and well, trying and Mania. to wrestle. Yeah, there's a
0: lot of stories and, they're telling the story. Like it's, it wasn't as bad on this one. Yeah, and, so there, well, maybe we're just enveloped as everything else, you know?
1: Yeah, but it seems like there's just not as much everything is just has focused. Everything has a story that's going on. So the job is like pretty simple and laid out in front of them. And, you know, I felt like they didn't botch it on the show.
0: No, no, they did fine. Uh, And it's going to help. We'll see. Uh, atmosphere. We gave a point for the big hometown pop for the Miz in Cleveland. A point for the crowd being pissed. A shame. <laughs> that was actually a pretty good heel turn. <laughs> a point for Mandy's sultry entrance. A point for the crowd being pumped and loud for Kofi. A point for the crowd being into Ricochet and Black's entrance. A point for the big hot entrance for Boston Hug. A point for the big pop when Orton hits the RKO on Elias, and then AJ attacks Orton during the uh, Elias segment to set up their uh, potential Mania match. A point for the final ever Shield entrance. And then a point for the crowd buzzing during the Shield finale and the end of the match. They kind of knew this at the end of an era.
1: R.I.P. Uh, for our minuses, we've got the crowd chanting. Bo- uh, this is boring during the uh, Bar kofi match. Silence for poor Ali as he gets added to the title match. Uh, the WWE title match takes a, a bit of a hit due to the constant Kofi chants and, uh, and being dangled earlier but not being delivered on this night.
0: Right, it. so Mine's- plus six for that, so pretty strong. All right. All right. Moments. Uh, Mandy Rose, first ever singles title match. We give her a point for that. A point for Kofi Mania building up. A point for Black and Ricochet making their main roster pay-per-view debut. Uh, Three points for the last ever Shield match uh, to date, anyway. A point for the first ever women's tag title defense. A point for Nia and Tamita laying out Beth to really hype them up as heels. And then we gave another three for being Ambrose's last pay-per-view. So... You got six points right there after moments off the shield, but I think they're all worthwhile. I mean, the shield is like the biggest group, the future of the company to the president of the company through that whole decade started in what the end of 2012, all the way to 2019. They are the drivers of so much in the company through that time. Like, and Ambrose is a major star leaving. So I think it's a worth notable occurrence on this pay-per-view. This is one of the reasons you watch this. One of the reasons they had it is to see the final shield. Um, you may not care about the Sarah or the Shields. Well, for people who do, it's a big show.
1: Yeah, and they really represent um, like a changing of the guard in WWE, as far as I'm concerned. Just like the match style and and the athleticism and the the match structure in general, and and the trios matches being a thing in WWE for a long time after the Shield came up. So uh, they represent, I think, a lot of positive change on the roster. No, four for our minuses for notable moments and importance, uh, we've got George Miz uh, giving Miz tips, uh, and then Shane turning heel on him—a uh, <laughs> little bit weird there—and then uh, Becky needing Rhonda to uh, get her to WrestleMania. Uh, I feel like all uh, all that uh, old George was missing was like the tiger jacket and like the <laughs> the hand ruffs, Like <laughs> like Stu Hart gives it a uh, Survivor Series '93, working a shoulder back into the jewel.
0: I mean, it, it felt like, I don't know, it had a little bit of Fader on Boy Meets World vibes with the tips from George. <laughs> um, but then him, like, the whole thing just felt backwards. Like, again, you keep expecting Miz to be the heel. I'm okay mm-hmm. with Shane being the heel because he's been a piece of shit through this whole thing. But it, then it's like, but his dad's trying to help him. That's not like a face thing. It's a weird thing. So Shane's like, why are we listen to this old guy? Like, so it almost <laughs> feels justified, you know what I mean? Like... It's weird. I don't know. The whole thing was presented weird. I know they tried to do it because this is hometown, but took ch- something
1: is It's making the dead watch. <laughs> Look at your boy.
0: He's sweating all over. Oh my him. god! Looks like he's about to die. Be like, you know, I'm not gonna break it up. The longer you hold this <laughs> on, you might actually die. So that we'll be out of out of here.
1: They're both turning purple.
0: Uh, um, and then Becky needing Rhonda to get her to Mania, like. That, yeah. to me, is a big one. Like, she's a red-hot megastar. She's super over. And, like, she needs Ronda to help her beat Charlotte to get there. Like, this felt... I know she's hurt, but, like, too many weeks for this match. You know what I mean?
1: And it's also another attempt because they're running out of gas with Ronda to, like, try to shine up Ronda a little bit. And I feel like that, again, like, it didn't work.
0: Yeah, I agree. I, I mean, I... Yeah. But it's a weird place because, like... You kind of need all three of them in there for different reasons, but you didn't really need all three of them in there. It's like you need Rhonda because of the name to sell. If you want to be in the main event, you need Rhonda, right? That's the name value they're trying to sell. And she's been the best all year, so she deserves it. Charlotte's their ace, right? It's like you kind of can't leave her out if you're gonna have a h history-making match. You kinda need Charlotte in there. And then you got Becky, who's what probably wasn't the plan, right? I think it was Charlotte Rhonda was their plan. And then Becky all of a sudden gets lightning hot out of nowhere. Like you gotta have her in there. So yeah, But getting there has been a struggle for them to make it seem logical to have all three of them in there, even though it really should have just been, we're the best three fucking women, and we're going to main event mania and prove everyone wrong. Like, just, you know, it didn't need much more than that. Yeah,
1: like, I think on Raw, they end up doing a cool, like, um, six-woman tag, where, like, the three of right. them have to the team. That would have been a cool spot here on the pay-per-view to do.
0: All right, so plus eight for moments, uh, four, seven, five for grades. Card structure, we get a point for the ongoing angle with Kofi being disrespected, uh, disrespected. New Day's advocating for him. Vince is messing with him. Uh, point for Elias, he, this, we didn't talk about this, this is great. He keeps coming in all throughout the night to sing about different things happening. Uh, he, just, he does such a good job trolling all the faces with his songs, and that sets up AJ and Orton coming in and doing their thing at the end of his last song. A point for loading the show with title matches and fresh faces. Again, it felt like a lot of new Mm blood into the roster on this show. A point for Joe winning clean, establishing the Coquina Clutch as lethal. A point for uh, Ali getting added to the WWE title match to continue teasing Kofi. And a point for Charlotte and Becky getting a main event type slot despite no title. They've been elevated that far that they're going to semi-main, no belt on the line, but it means that much.
1: We're going to match around the bum leg, yeah. Uh, For our minds, we've got starting with two straight tag team breakup angles. Uh, multiple post-match uh, attacks and angles all night long. starts to get redundant. Uh, adding Ali to the main event um, sets the crowd in, into a negative uh, like tailspin as they just really want Kofi. Um, Becky earns a slot into the WrestleMania main event. We've got Lacey Evans uh, parading around for no reason three hours into the show. Uh, main event, Corbin, and then um, Stooge-given um, stacked roster. Um, just... Yeah, you wish you could. They could have done a little bit more to um, I don't know, find like three worthy opponents for the shield, like a, a more right. cohesive unit. But yeah, uh, yeah. there
0: had to be someone better. But I know you probably don't want to I guess job someone out. It's just a weird team. I, I think Corbin is hes so washed. It's like there had to be something better we could have done here. I don't I'll know. To
1: ask you to parade. Uh, Lacey Evans, I do like fancy hat lady Lacey Evans, who would probably kick me out of a diner in the 1950s, but I do, I do like that character a bit. But yeah, but three rounds, three hours, around, three hours into pay per view. What are we
0: doing? <laughs> yeah, all right, so plus two for card structure, which is pretty good for this era, honestly. Uh, rewatchability Elias again, song trolling everyone all night. A point for Mandy taking a nasty kick from oscar for the finish. Uh, a point for Ali's 450 on the ring apron. A point for Orton hitting the RKO on Elias, and then AJ hitting the uh, Phenomenal Forearm and a quick beat back-to-back. And then a point for the final shield, triple powerbomb and fist bump. It's kind of a cool touch.
1: Uh, for our minds, is too much mid <laughs> and shane. for uh, almost there. Uh, Shane's mm-hmm. lame MMA punches on this <laughs> during his attack. <laughs> Oh, absurd! Uh, Kevin Dunn supercuts all through the main event um, gets really nauseating when they're trying to do the the frantic shield camera. Um, it's too much.
0: So plus three for rewatchability though, um, and then no all time matches. Uh, total score, Marcus. Hold on to your hats. Twenty nine point seven five. It's praise. a monster rating, and it's really on wow. the back of the build and the shield stuff, like. The Shield really racked up a ton of points, but again, it's super important. The negative being they, you know, shikaned Ambrose's heel turn. It felt forced and rushed, but you know what? No one liked the heel turn anyway, including him. Mm-hmm. So like, whatever, kicking that to the curb and giving us this final reuniting moment. It was feel good at the time because Reigns had just come back from being sick. So it was like, you know, it was good timing for all of it. And it meant a lot on the show. And And there wasn't a lot of bad. The stuff that's been bad on these shows didn't drag it down. The commentary the card structure um the rewatchability stuff like that on this show didn't didn't drag it so it ends up being i I think the best show of the season for us all in even um it's ahead of hell in a cell which i think was our other close one maybe but um marcus buddy i'm not gonna lie to you this is our 12th best show no hang on 11th best show of all time
1: Wow, that's uh, that's some high praise. Um, just
0: the just the
1: above
0: the back eleven of Judgment Day, 1 above Survivor Series, 0-1 just below Rumble sixteen, like above Rumble two thousand, above Takeover New York, No Mercy, 01. like this is the company. It's in. It's you know, maybe I don't know. Did we overrate the Shield stuff? I don't. Maybe, but it's, it's important just- to the era
1: it's important and again everything is super focused on the show and when you have a show in the content era where you do have three and a half four hours four and a half hours of of programming that you're watching if it's super concentrated and heading in in the right direction you're going to end up with a lot more positives than not um and you know commentary didn't get in the way on the show to drag it down so uh, a little bit of a high rating higher than i thought but again This is where the content era can kind of um, gain some ground because while we may not get as many like backstage promos and stuff like that, yeah, um, and the matches have kind of been capped. Well, if you get eight matches and you've got a whole bunch of three, three and a quarter, three and a half all sprinkled in, it adds up.
0: Yeah, I mean this. This is when you look at our top eleven or so. Like, I think this is the most surprising. And uh, I lied. Evolution was our best of the season, obviously. So this That's is right. Be, right behind it. Um, but it's, you know, I don't. I'm trying to look real quick. Is anything even close? Hell in a Cell is at thirty fourth. So um, we'll see where Mania finishes. But we're looking at this. This and Evolution being the top two. Mm. From the season which I never would have guessed coming in So well, I know, let us know what you think in the comments Are we stupid do we overrate this but I, I don't Go watch it if you haven't seen it like I don't There was no negative it was just a pretty good show And things just kept stacking on top of each other And yeah I mean if you take the shield thing out It's probably middle of the pack but That stuff counts It was a big part of the show um, Alright so let's, let's do our top 11 <laughs> Since we're on it uh, Fastlane 2019 is our 11th best show of all time At 29.75
1: and following up that is uh, number 10, the 2016 edition of the Royal Rumble with a war of 32.
0: Just about that in ninth is WrestleMania 21 with 33 and a half.
1: Number eight is the SummerSlam 2015 with a 35.25.
0: We have Royal Rumble five at 36 and a half in seventh.
1: We have WrestleMania 18 coming in sixth place with a 36.75.
0: Evolution 2018 with a round number of 38 as our fifth best show of all time.
1: Our fourth best show is SummerSlam, excuse me, the SummerSlam
0: 1999 uh, with a 38.25. Tied with that is the SummerSlam 1992 where I carry that cokehead, no good Davey Boy Smith. Uh, That is tied at 33 and a quarter, but it has the best match between the two, so that's why it has a tiebreaker. (laughs)
1: Mr. Hitman. Uh, <laughs> our second best show on this
0: project
1: is SummerSlam, the SummerSlam 2001 with a war of
0: 39. And our number one show of all time to date, Royal Rumble 2002, 44 points. Last place, greatest Royal Rumble 2018, negative Ooh. 17.25. So that's the spread there um all right hopefully everyone enjoyed this again leave the comments subscribe love us like us uh you can follow us on our youtube channel and any podcast application we have stuff that simulcasts like this podcast but we also have a lot of live like current day stuff on the youtube channel only so check that out subscribe it follow us on social media for the latest and greatest as well marcus we'll be back in two weeks with wrestlemania 35 and our season end awards and then we'll be back a month from today with our brand new season that we're super excited about to get into and share with you all. So be sure to keep an eye out for that. Continue to live your life above replacement level. Love to